0: play it, this bitch going, down. going down we
1: ain't get the i'm gonna lay them down like what's going on everybody and welcome Walkin back down. to the roadie Rumble. it's the roadie bread Walkin kid down. montana for with the long island Ice tea adam bernstein adam say what up to the people
0: how we doing
1: what's going it's been, on it's been a while but we're back it has it been we had pretty a, good we had a couple of uh, scheduling issues and Everything was going on, so me and Adam finally got the time to sit down and have well, a little chat.
0: I, I think the real news is that uh, Rhodey football is returning, which means this guy over here is gonna be, uh, or he has been training real hard for the the season. I and, try. Um, you know, we uh, just squeezed this episode through, but we were able to get it in today.
1: Exactly, um, a lot on the schedule. A lot, on, a lot on our little. Uh, I said the event card. This is uh, the the rumble. A lot of the event card, NFL, COVID impacts, uh, MLB playoffs, uh, NBA finals, and a little bit of roadie Ram news with uh, URI PC cancellation and uh, a little bit of slandering going on. Ooh, yeah. Between the squads.
0: Definitely, uh, definitely trolling the, the Friars. You know, David Cox is definitely trolling them with uh, the cancellation of the game. Definitely upsetting a lot of roadie fans and, uh, the ocean state as a whole but uh we'll get into that later we have a lot to cover today a lot of hot takes so uh what do you say we start with football NFL? start with nfl baby let's do it
1: so a lot been going on in the nfl covid impacts it is 2020 people it is fucking 2020 a lot of covid impacts right now 11 titan players out three patriot players and then besides from those two teams maurice hurst dean lineman for the, uh, or not Oakland anymore, uh, Las Las Vegas, Vegas. Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, AJ Terrell, cornerback for the Falcons. And Jordan, I can't say his last name.
0: I want to say it's Ta'amu.
1: Ta'amu, quarterback. Backup QB. Backup QB, maybe even third string. Plays for the Chiefs. Um, All of those players have COVID. Star players that we're talking about, we're talking about Stephon Gilmore, cornerback for the Pats. We're talking... Maybe one of the best quarterbacks behind Mahomes Jackson right now. Uh, We're talking Cam Newton, who has been outstanding for the Patriots in the first three weeks that he's played. Um, I wish I had his stats pulled up right now, Uh, but he has done a terrific job. Also, when we talk about the Titans, we're talking some pretty big impact players. We're talking Corey Davis, who, Western Michigan grad, came to the NFL. Uh, What was he, a top ten pick? Yeah. Um Isaiah Wilson, who is uh one of the best offensive linemen, I say in the NFL right now. Um, he also has it. No Taylor LeWan though, which is good. As an O line guy, I fucking love Taylor LeWan, I will say. <laughs> um, yeah, COVID has been definitely impacting the league. Players out. A lot of people having to take so many precautions and you know, in the games and, and all the testing going on. Another player Bill Murray, who was the CA, we played against him last year at URI. Woman Mary guy, great defensive lineman. I believe he's a practice player right now for the Pats. Yeah, but um, yeah, it seems, it seems
0: like uh, the COVID positive cases are going around the Patriots locker room, which uh, you hate to see it, uh, especially in New England, you know. But um, you know, you talk about Cam Newton and his stats, but I, I got them pulled up. Superman, uh, unfortunately, is uh, not so super right now. tested positive. In three games um, in New England with the new playbook and new head coach uh, and all new offense around him, he had a 68.1 completion percentage, 714 yards and two touchdowns, so not too shabby. Um, They did take a loss uh, last week, I believe. Um, Or actually, I'm sorry. They beat um, Las Vegas. They lost to Seattle, which I want to touch upon a little bit later when we we cover the NFL and uh, how we think the rest of the season is going to play out, but... I mean, yeah, COVID has definitely impacted the league. Um, a lot of schedule changes. Talk about Denver and New England moving to Monday night. Tennessee, another team that's been uh, impacted by COVID, is moving to Tuesday, um, which is weird. NFL on a, on a Tuesday night.
1: Well, when was the last time that's happened? Like, I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, the only but, games I know in football that are played on Tuesday nights, I know in Rhode Island, I believe before, like, 2013, I think it was changed, they would do – playoffs you'd have a tuesday playoff game you'd have a friday no 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 you would play thanksgiving day really you play so you play thanksgiving day that is that's the rivalry day in rhode island so every school has a rivalry a lot of them been going on for you know 50 100 years then you go to a tuesday playoff game and then you have a Saturday or Sunday Super Bowl, depending on your division.
0: Okay. So it's common in high school. Yeah. High school, high football, school right? you,
1: do see, you do see some Tuesday games in high school. Not totally common. Kind of common in the Northeast because there are Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving Day games. And most of the, um, most of the uh, Super Bowl games are held, like, first weekend of December. So to be able to fit it in, sometimes there are Tuesday games. But, yeah, the Mac plays Tuesday games sometimes. I know that, too. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah, not, not too common. <laughs> um, reschedulings in the NFL for week five, which is this upcoming week. Denver and New England moves from Sunday to Monday. Okay. I don't know. So
0: it's what... two, two Monday night games now Yeah. Yeah, so okay. it's a doubleheader. Gotcha.
1: ESPN is putting out the doubleheader. Um, I don't really know why they moved it from Sunday to Monday. But if I had to guess – It's for either the back-to-back negative test that the NFL has going on or it's like the eight days of daily virus testing for players, I believe, that have caught the virus.
0: Yeah, I think what it is is mainly, again, with New England. um, We saw the positive test come back with Cam Newton. Now we saw Stephon Gilmore. Um, So it's impacting not just the offense but the defense, so they need to take another day um and especially Bill Belichick needed to take another day uh, and yeah. the league needed to reschedule that game um to make sure there were enough replacements uh especially aside from just covid there have been so many injuries injuries yes. um this year you know you talk about Saquon you talk about Christian McCaffrey so on top of just the covid positive tests that have impacted the Patriots and the Tennessee Titans these teams have also suffered from injuries as well so i think they need to make sure that they have enough uh reserve players on the bench so they needed an extra day and they, they moved that game over.
1: Yep. It's uh it's pretty crazy. I will say yeah. this season with rosters this season, I mean it's crazy. I mean, you have a COVID list, you have your IR, and players are you know, players are still getting hurt left and right. I mean, this is this is professional football. Kids are you know not kids, grown men are gonna get hurt. Hey, that's that's the name of the game. Um another game that has been moved is the Buffalo-Tennessee game moved to Tuesday. Obviously, Tennessee has 11 players that have tested positive. Like, uh, I, I, if I have to take a prediction right now, and I don't want to make this prediction, but the NFL is starting to head downhill. Yeah. And I think that we are going to see positive tests becoming more and more common, especially when we get to flu season. Right. Um, you know, what, Flu season starts, what, end of October, early November? It's like November, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the meat of the NFL season. And I believe that things are definitely going to start, you know, rolling downhill.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, it's good that you mentioned that because it actually reminds me of how the MLB season started. They couldn't even decide uh, between the owners and the players on a date or a time to start. Um, and then we saw right off the bat so many positive tests. And, I mean, they've leveled off and now we're well into the playoffs of uh, Major League Baseball. We saw a little bit in the NBA bubble. Um, of that, as well, now we're within the finals. we'll We'll talk about both of those. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think what what's happening is at the start of these seasons, and remember we're only in week five now, yeah, at the start of these seasons, um, we see a lot of positive cases. but I think I think it's going to go up, but I do think it will level off. I do think it'll go down. Eventually. um, I just need you know Roger Goodell and and the NFL uh, front offices to kind of figure out what's going on because if they can't get this figured out, um there's going to be a lot more schedule changes and it's going to impact the rest of the season and definitely the playoffs.
1: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Something to look at, for sure, as we see a growing number of positive cases. Um, We can also look at, like I guess, what the protocol is when they come back. So you need, in order to be able to come back once you are placed on the COVID-19 list, the reserve COVID-19 list, players need to... For some reason, the 14-day quarantine doesn't really abide to these players, which I kind of find absurd. But it is what it is, and this is professional football, and I and I understand that. I'm a college, I'm a college athlete. I understand <laughs> where all this is going, but um, so they need to have two negative tests, or two they need, or they need to tests. have two consecutive tests within yeah. 24 hours of the initial negative. So All right, so you need to test negative and then have a second negative test within 24 hours of the original.
0: Yeah. Um, and they get tested every week prior to yes, the game, right? Correct. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, maybe even more than that. Probably, probably throughout sure. the week leading up to the yes. game as well. Yeah. Um, and I know that when you come back, it's, it's eight days of daily virus testing. Um, and then once you get back um to playing you get back onto the regular testing schedule thereafter there is a, also an increase of your symptom monitoring monitoring so once you do get that second negative test it turns right into all right you're going to be under watch almost you know eyes are going to be glued on you to see if any of these symptoms are coming back you're going to go through screenings you know hmm. temperature and make sure that you are a healthy human being, so you're not yep. you're not hitting the other boys, and the other <laughs> boys aren't getting sick.
0: Yeah, I definitely think that uh, impacted um, a lot of these teams. Tennessee, I forgot who they were playing. Uh, not this week; they're playing Buffalo, but last week, um, and they oh, it was Pittsburgh, I believe, and they completely canceled that game. I actually have on my fantasy team uh, Juju and James Conner, and uh, they com- they took the bye week uh, on week four. Which is usually uncommon. It's pretty early for a bye week, but they had to swap out the bye week because there's so many positive cases. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if in Pittsburgh there were a few positive cases too. And the Steelers, uh, fortunately, I don't think there's too many. But Tennessee really got hit with the with the tests, and um, you know they're they're gonna have a problem that team. And they were looking pretty good. I mean, Corey Davis, uh, Tannehill, I believe, still the quarterback there. A lot of young young players. Derrick Henry's. Uh, Phenomenal running back. They really made a strong playoff push um, last year. But, I mean, they're going to have a tough, uh, tough time now with all these positive cases. You mentioned 11 cases. So, yeah. you know, definitely following the protocol like you mentioned. That's, that's going to be key uh, going forward.
1: For sure. Um, we're also looking at Tom Brady incident last night. Tom Brady had a brain fart, I guess we could say. It was pretty bad. Third down, fourth down, he had no idea. Trying to make a play for his team. They lost by one to Chicago last Chicago, night. Chicago, yeah. Is it to nineteen? Yeah. Um, pretty intense, I will say. Uh, Tom Brady, almost never in his career, has a mental mistake like that. At that point in the game, I mean, you have seen it plenty of times before where him and his receivers are not on the same page. Um, communication is blown but to be a veteran quarterback like that and not know what down is at that stage in the game, I just really think is uh, insane, very uh, sporadic of him, and no focus. Um, yeah. But it makes
0: me think, is he uh, is he ready to hang up the cleats and, and just quit? Uh, it? Or? I don't think
1: so. I'm a Tom Brady fan. <laughs> don't get me wrong, okay? He was, my, he was my quarterback for fucking 20 years, okay? Yeah. Tom Brady, I will always be a Tom Brady fan. He has done so such good for New England, but right. uh, football in general. Um he is one of the best quarterbacks to ever get under center. Oh and for sure, yes. Yeah. I believe that he is uh he's one of the best. But Tom Brady incident, I had to bring it up. Um pretty bad.
0: And it, it I mean, it was a one point game. It, it was definitely a make or break decision on his part. And you know, they actually were they three and one going in that into that game, I think. Yeah. I yeah, think they
1: haven't lost since. Right, Maybe. I think
0: Chicago and uh, Tampa were both three and one. Yep. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that's a tough loss against a, a tough team. I mean, he did get sacked uh, a number of times. I did watch the game. Khalil Mack, I, did Khalil Mack, play
1: where he eats Tom Brady up. Okay, whoever the right tackle is, right for the Buccaneers, he flipped him needs over. To, um, Really needs to go back to practice. He needs to, I to will hit the say. gym,
0: is what he needs to do. He, need, and, he and, needs uh, to work.
1: He needs to. He needs to get back to work. But <laughs> hey, they're all they're there for a reason. Okay, right. some guy you know can't win every rep. You can try your hardest, but you're not going to win every rep. And uh, it was definitely not the uh, I believe I right believe tackle the, from the Bucks night.
0: I believe night. the right tackle was 340 pounds.
1: Yeah, who's at so 79? Right, what's his name?
0: Um... I will get back to you on that.
1: 320
0: pounds, actually. Okay. It was – um. hold on, give me a minute. Tristan Wirfs. Okay, so he's familiar name. Uh, where do you go to school? Where do you go to school? Yeah. I'll tell you right now. He's 21. He's a rookie. All
1: right, there we go. All right, he's a rookie. <laughs> Oklahoma. Went I to think. Oklahoma. I think. Let me check. That's fair. Yeah. You know what? Rookie, give it to him. Cleo Mack, veteran. Um, my top performers for week two, um, I lied, not week two, for week four, last night was the start of week i I'm five. sorry, he went to Iowa. Okay, he went to Iowa. Iowa's still one of the best offensive line schools you can go to. Right. Big 10 school. And he got
0: drafted first round.
1: So. Yes. Hey. Yeah.
0: Hey,
1: hey. We, all, we all fuck up. It's a rookie mistake. We all fuck up. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. Um, my top performers for week four, uh, Rokon Smith. Linebacker for Chicago. This is the game versus Indianapolis. Um, they lost nineteen to eleven, but ten solo tackles, three assists, thirteen total. Um, pretty impressive, I will say. I meant there were not a lot of big tackle games for anybody. I think there was somebody who had had sixteen tackles, um, but he was only six solo. I forgot who it was um, when I was looking over some stats. Um, Ten solo tackles is pretty impressive, I will say. Yeah. Uh, to have somebody be able to come and swoop in like that. Um, Step up big, yeah, for sure, yeah. And I mean, it's also nice to see players that can come and make a hit by themselves and, and bring somebody down. Okay, solo tackles in the NFL, especially when you're running the football up the middle. Have soloing, to have solo tackles is pretty, I don't want to say rare, but there are so many guys in the middle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Your someone's going to make the initial hit, and the rest of the boys are coming to clean it up. Yeah, because that's how you're trained. You're trained eleven hats to the football. When the ball is out, and the ball is released from the quarterback's hands, or the ball is handed off, it's eleven hats to the quarterback, and um, you know hats off to to Rokon Smith.
0: Yeah, offensively,
1: Joe Mixon, who I hope is on everybody's fantasy fantasy team now. Um, last week for Cincinnati, they had a 33 to 25 win over Jacksonville. He touched the ball 25 times for 151 yards, averaging six a clip and two touchdowns. Okay. Okay. 25 okay. touches in a game. That's pretty good. It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, pretty good. <laughs> um, impressed with him. Impressed with that offense. I guess he's just rocking Joe that, that mustache good job. look, you know? Yes.
0: He's just, he's killing it. Yes. Killing the game.
1: Very, I, I, like, I like the way that Cincinnati is looking. I you think know, that they're a team we got to keep looking out for. That's
0: an interesting team, you know, because obviously you have Joe Burrow, and it's a, a new franchise quarterback. It's a yep. city that's not used to winning um, in recent years. And, you know, A.J. Green, a player that you, is known to, to get hurt, be injury prone. But, I mean, you know, they, they haven't been doing horrible. So, I mean, it's a team that, you know, look out for them. You know, they could be a uh, – Low seeded team in the the playoffs, maybe make it, but, you know, give it a couple years and uh, maybe Burrow can work that magic back into the playoffs. But I mean, LSU players are really killing it right now in the NFL. You have Joe Burrow, Clyde Edwards Hilaire on Kansas City. Um, What's his name? Justin Jefferson on Minnesota. You see. Justin Jefferson is great. Yeah, did you see that? Great. Over 1,000 yards that one week. That is crazy. Yeah.
1: It's not over 1,000. No,
0: no, over 100 some yards. What was it? What was it? Hold on. You want to check? Justin Jefferson, LSU players in the NFL right now. Last
1: year they did have how many? I think that they had a double-digit amount of players go to the NFL last year. I do know that for a fact. They did.
0: Yeah, they were one of the highest uh, colleges to get drafted. Yes. Yeah. That's not bad. Let me see. He had. um, Okay, last year he did have fifteen forty. One thousand five hundred forty yards receiving. So go. he had he's he has three hundred and forty eight yards this season of just four games, but started two games. So I mean he okay. I said a thousand. Silly me. Uh four receptions, <laughs> hundred and three yards and a thirty one twenty three win over the Texans. I mean, Houston has been struggling since they've traded away Hopkins, but I mean Minnesota, you know Justin Jefferson evolving Minnesota. into evolving into potentially the, the wide receiver one over Adam Thielen. Now that Stephon Diggs is in Buffalo too, I mean LSC players. My point is LSC players carrying into the NFL. Joe Burrow, Clyde edwards hilaire on Kansas City, definitely a contender. Um, and now Justin Jefferson, who's racking up the yards every single week, 100, 100 yard uh, game just a few weeks ago um, against Houston. Who's you know pretty good defense? You got J.J. Watt, a couple other uh, solid players, but I mean, you know, it's just it's impressive to see LSU uh, really really showing in the NFL in a, in a weird season. But I mean, team that I like especially, and I really want to talk about this team. I briefly mentioned them. Please take the steering wheel. Please I'll, take the steering wheel. You know what? Wheel, Adam. I'm already driving, so just just right. let me go with go. it. Go go ahead. <laughs> Seattle, I think they're going to come out of the NFC um, as the uh, the number one team in the NFC. Russell Wilson, I mean, if he's not presenting MVP stats this season, I don't know what is. Four games already now. 75 completion, uh, completion percentage rate. 1,285 yards and 16 touchdowns.
1: I just want to jump in for a second. I really just want to. Patriots would have won that game if they did not run the same exact play that they ran three times on the goal line previously. Or yep. they ran it twice before on the goal line. Okay. Oh,
0: you're talking about years I'm ago. I'm talking
1: about no. I'm talking about the game from week two. Okay. Okay. Pats.
0: It just seems Seahawks like a trend in now that, that the Patriots are uh, doing against Seattle now.
1: Yeah, I mean, let me tell you.
0: Just, just PTSD. Let me
1: let me put that out there. Yeah, yeah. No, it it was a flip. I mean, it was a flip. You think <laughs> about okay, what is that? that? That was Super Bowl of what, 2016? Yeah, I believe so. Um, Marshawn Lynch to give. I mean, beast any, beast mode up the anybody. Middle? In their right mind gives it to one of the most deadly running backs
0: yeah, in books.
1: NFL history up right. the middle when right you're on the, the goal line. Or
0: even QB sneak it at that point. Even you're on QB the one-yard sneak- line.
1: All right. You know? Run the ball. Yep. Run, the Run the damn ball. ball. <laughs> Run the damn ball. You're on the goal line. Run. There right, are times right. to throw it. Run the damn ball.
0: That, that might have been a tough loss for Seattle you know, four or five years ago. But, yep. I mean, let's see. They're, they're 4-0 right now. Watch out for their offensive threats. DK Metcalf. I have both these guys, both Russ and DK, and Tyler Lockett, actually, um, on my fantasy team. This guy
1: drafts the whole fucking Seattle offense. Seattle is coming out team. of
0: the NFC. Chris Carson, great running back. The defense is going to step up. And when Josh Gordon comes back, the offense is going to be set. The NFC, I, I think Seattle is going to come out of it. I mean, they, every week, and, and Russ didn't have as good of a week this week or, or this past week. Then he did the first three weeks, and I mean, he still pulled out the win. He still killed it. I mean, DK Metcalf had a nice touchdown. Got me some, a, lot of, a lot of good fantasy points right there. Draft yeah. Seattle players, that's my point. I think DK Metcalf is going to be a top five player in fantasy next year to draft, um, and Russell Wilson is the third best quarterback right. in fantasy. Let's
1: that's a, that's a little hot take from the, that. From the that burn-nator. is my hot take. From the Burnator.
0: That's, that's my hot take.
1: Let's hop over to MLB news. All right, okay, let's do it. Um, I'll take I'll take the first Yankees headline. Sadly to say, um, Woody Ford, Hall of Famer, Yankee pitcher, won more World Series games than any other pitcher. Died this, this morning. This morning. Yeah. Ninety-one years old. Um, Hall of Famer. Yep. Sad. My mom upstairs uh, has one of the greatest Yankee scrapbooks of all time. Um. Whitey Ford I know is in here a couple of, is in that book a couple of times I'm sure um, yeah Great player, sad Great loss. player, one of the
0: best uh Yankees pitchers. Yes. They're just in general. I also the Yankees history. have
1: many of legends. The Yankees oh, have yeah. many of legends. Um but 91 and we, lived can, long we can life, do a long live He did a lot of great things. Well,
0: we can do a whole episode just naming Yankees players that are in the Hall of Fame or should be in the Hall of Fame, mm-hmm. but I mean Whitey Ford it's a tough loss to the baseball community but Yankees got to keep the momentum going. You know, they have game five tonight, the ALCS, or ALDS, excuse me. They're going to clinch, hopefully, go to the ALCS. Rays, baby, game five versus the Rays. I'm I'm, uh, I'm shaking a little bit over here just thinking about it, but uh, hopefully they can pull it out. Last night was a great win. Um, Had had the opportunity to get eliminated, but, you know, we pulled it out. Um, Pitching was great. Stanton did not hit a home run last night, but he's been on a tear in 57 games uh, this season. Um, he's had 12 at-bats, but postseason he's had 16 hits and 8 home runs. Um, five consecutive games with home runs. Um, 16 RBIs, a stolen base, in 281 on the season. Luke Voigt, of course, also been on a tear, been red hot. Leading the league in home runs with 22. Had another one last night. But, I mean, as long as this team is just hitting from, from top to bottom in the batting order, you know, we don't, um, we don't have a slow and, and cold night against Tower Glass now, who does pitch the Yankees very well, you know, and, and uh, the bullpen comes in strong. We, we really need Garrett Cole to have six or seven solid, strong innings, mm-hmm. and then we need to go with, like, Chad Green, um, Zach Britton, and then Chapman to close it out because this is a must-win game, and, you know, I'm sure Yankee fans, I know myself, I'm sure, you know, you're a Yankee fan as yes, well. Sir. You know, we're all looking forward to the ALCS. Whoever wins this game plays the Houston Astros, which I know I've been wanting to see all season. Um, and, yeah, I mean, Garrett Cole, Tower Glass now, two former teammates matching up tonight. If Cole can just do what he's done the past two starts in the playoffs, he's gotten us two wins already. Um, take take the bump tonight, take the ball, and, you know, really, really get those rays out. We'll go to the ALCS, and then... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll move over to the NLCS and talk about what, uh, quick what, what what's going to happen. Yeah.
1: Yankees game. Okay. I'm no Yankee expert, baseball expert, but I will say this. I played a lot of fucking Little League in my day. <laughs> and the game is partially won and lost on the fucking hill. It's true. whoever you put out it's there. It's
0: true. All right. I, I didn't, I you know, I'm actually shook. I'm surprised that your Little League insight <laughs> is able to, to, to compare to uh, professional Major League Baseball, postseason baseball,
1: but. I'm going to let everybody out there in a little story from when I played Little League Baseball. Shoot. Okay. I'll never forget this. Coach Glenn Chauffet put me in pitch. We were playing. Oh my God. Who the fuck were we playing? We were probably. Wait, wait,
0: wait, wait, wait. You pitched. Yeah. I was decent. Sorry, I just just need to process. Every once in a while, I was
1: decent. Okay, (laughs) but I will never forget get put in against the team. Um, If I remember their their team sponsor, I would tell you we were a Insurance. I remember that.
0: Insurance, nice.
1: We were a Insurance. Okay. They were. I don't remember. It's okay. But (laughs) I'm gonna throw this out there. Okay. I pitched eighteen pitches okay 17 of them were balls <laughs> one of them were strikes wow that's how it went
0: yeah and how does that uh how does that relate back to what garrett cole is uh, gonna do tonight for the yankees
1: i'm just telling garrett cole
0: <laughs> oh you're telling him he's listening at home right now
1: yeah i'm just telling him garrett we need not a win to fuck up <laughs> like i fucked up
0: <laughs> all right so what position did you play
1: all right, I I bounced around a little bit. Started off my career at third base. His career? How long was the career? Uh, it ranged from when I was like four until I was about twelve or thirteen. Okay, I think I was like so, thirteen. Yeah, seven, that's a and, long career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. retired. Yeah, uh-huh. Tough retirees. It's, it's tough, man. Um, but throwing that out there, okay? Yeah. Boom, 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 put that out there. South King Sound, Little League, fuck All Star right here. Um, I.
0: Well, I myself am an all-star as well.
1: Buddy, that's fucking Long Island. Another won a, 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 one,
0: a one-time all-star game uh, appearance oh, for, for Sportsman of the Year. Sportsman of the right. Year. Right. So because I wasn't as talented at the plate, I made it into the all-star game for having the best sportsmanship on the bench. Oh, buddy. That's a, that's a, a true story. He was the of for a, the team. That's a true story. I did have a, maybe three or four hits in one season. It was, it was great. It was a great season. Um, I did try and pitch one season. Didn't go too well. I needed the TJ surgery, but um. <laughs> oh man. Okay, <laughs> no, no. Baron. That that's that's not true. But I mean, getting back to uh to what the Yankees to to the real the real sports. The Yankees need a uh, win. You know, Yankees need a game five. What, win. what we need tonight is a win, and yep. um, I think we're gonna get that. I'm confident in this team. Start Aaron Boone. Start Kyle Higashioka. at catcher. That's all I ask. Cause. Gary Sanchez uh, fucking sucks right now. So, um, yeah. And uh, DJ Lamehu, we need we need a Lamehu knock. Uh, get on base to lead off the game and Aaron Judge come up second and just hit a home run. That's Whenever that happens, we usually end up winning. I, I can't tell you the probability, the chances of uh, that happening tonight. But, I mean, we just need hits. We need hits and we need the uh, the bullpen to not choke. And like I said, six or seven innings from Cole – um let's let's face the Astros cuz I am pretty sure we can beat them. This is the real test tonight against the Rays. So. Bum, bum, bum. We shall see. But let's let's jump over to the National Dodgers
1: League. Braves baby. NLCS Dodgers is set. Braves. Oh, so, my uh, brother my brother lives in Atlanta and he is a Yankees fan his entire life. But since 2015 he has since acquired a secondary Fan membership, I will say. Okay. To the Atlanta Braves. Okay, he does go to. He went to games at Turner Field before oh, it was closed wow. down. Oh That's a throwback. And then came over to the new stadium.
0: Uh, choice um, yeah. park. Wait, wait, wait. Tur- so Turner was like way old, back, way no, back. No, Turner,
1: Turner. Just it was it was SunTrust.
0: Down. No, it was SunTrust that just closed, and it, they opened no, up. Uh, no, no, no. film uh, Field now is it no. Yeah.
1: No. Bernstein, I'm going to
0: kill you because
1: I've been there, buddy. All right? Okay. I just want to prove that I'm right, everybody. You you want to
0: Google search this one up? Yes. All right.
1: Turner Field closed in 2016. Okay? Turner Field closed in 2016. And what is the new one? SunTrust? Yeah, I believe so. Something like that. That opened in 2017. And I can tell you that I did go to a game versus the Padres in which they won on a walk off, so uh, let me let me just
0: who, who hit the walk off?
1: I couldn't tell you.
0: Oh, okay, it's probably like Acuna. No, it was Freeman. It was Freeman. It was Freddie Freeman.
1: Yep, Freeman. Freeman hit, hit the walk off.
0: Damn, impressive. It's a good story. Yep. Yeah, the Braves. Uh, they look good. Um, they're leading uh, high scoring offense uh, behind uh, Acuna and and your boy Freeman. Um, Ready. They finished actually second in uh, majors and runs scored just behind the uh, MLB best Dodgers who are who are projected to win the World Series, so we shall see. Um, they have a number two seed in the NL, so, I mean, it matched up pretty well, number one, number two seed in the NLCS. Um, they finished uh, first place in the NL East with 35-25 and 25 record. Um, so, I mean, they're definitely going to be uh, a good team to face for the Dodgers, but I think their weakness is in the pitching. Um Really, their their top starter is uh, Max Freed, so if he can get going, he can maybe get a win or two um, in the series for them. But I my prediction personally is Dodgers in six. You know, uh, former Red Sox Mookie Betts and Cody Bellinger, um, and and the pitching aside on the L. A. Dodgers team is just too good to beat. Um, and I think they'll they'll uh, they'll take the series in six games. I don't know about seven, but it'll be a tight series. But I can definitely see the Dodgers going back to World Series. So we'll see.
1: That's the hot take from Adam Bernstein.
0: Yep, once again, hot take. What's your prediction for the series?
1: My prediction for the series? Yeah. I'd like to see the Braves go. And I say that because my brother is an Atlantean. He's an Atlanta alien, as I like to call him. <laughs> um, little outcast reference for you. Um, I want to see the Braves go. But if I have to put money on it, i see the Dodgers probably advancing.
0: Yeah, do you think the Dodgers uh have it all if they make it to the World Series, or do you think they'll... I think
1: that there is a strong chance that they have it all, but it also depends on who they play and the and the pitching staff they go against. and That's I think, true. I think if if they do end up facing up against the Yankees, that's going to be a challenge because that is a tough oh, that is a tough team to go up against. It.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, starting pitching. You talked about it. Is is everything now in postseason baseball and. I mean, the Yankees have faced so, literally so much between injuries in, in Severino and Paxton um, and, you know, in suspensions with Domingo Herman, uh, young guys coming off Tommy John surgery, Jordan Montgomery, and guys like Hap who needs to get going but is a free agent. So, uh, actually, no, he has one more year on, on his contract. Tanaka's a free agent, usually does well in postseason baseball. We might have seen him pitch his last game of pinstripes uh, for the Yankees uh, if they don't re-sign him because he, he took a, a tough two losses in this, uh, in this last series and um, series before that. And they're rolling with Debbie Garcia as well. So it's a young pitching staff for the Yankees. But like I said, if the bullpen can just – if these guys can get five to seven solid strong innings, and I'll say it again, and the bullpen can come in with Adam Atavino, who really hasn't been great this year, Chad Green, Britton Chapman – um, and then anyone else coming out of the bullpen who can really perform well. I mean, you know, the Yankees, they do have the potential to take it. They were the favorites to win it at the start of the season. I mean, they did have an injury bug. They did have a tough losing streak. But, I mean, they're starting to really fight hard here in the playoffs. And that really just goes to show uh, the rest of, of baseball, you know, they are uh, they're a playoff team. They fight hard. But tonight we're going to need a win against Tampa Bay, uh, who is a good team, and then we'll – We'll talk next week about what we think the World Series is gonna look like we and shall uh, see. ALCS and NLCS. But uh yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Baseball. Is you wanna over.
0: you wanna move this over to to basketball? Yeah. Game five of the NBA finals tonight?
1: I was a little baller back in my day. Yeah. We'll say for the South Kingstown Rebels for a little bit until I retired. All right. Um as I use the terms retired, I was had to retire, guys. Fucking happens. <laughs> NBA Finals tonight, Bernstein already said it, Um, Game 5, tonight. Sorry, I beat you to it. It's okay. (laughs) 3-1 lead right now for the Lakers over the Heat. Heat are playing well, okay? Heat are playing well. Lakers are just playing a little bit better. Um, As we look into this series so far, I mean, some close games, some not close games, Some games that got away. Game 1, towards the end, that just kind of blew it. One sixteen, ninety eight, Lakers win. We look at the Heat, though, dropping their highest in their win in Game 3. That was a 115-point game, which is pretty impressive. Um, In that game, we saw LeBron drop 25, but it couldn't be matched. By Jimmy Butler, he dropped 40 points. Twelve for fourteen from the line, okay. Yeah. Now a crowd is not really a factor anymore, okay. You're not focusing on a lot that's going on in the stands. It's just a bunch of screens.
0: Yeah, it's just a you know a virtual virtual crowd. You know? Yeah,
1: virtual crowd oh, happens.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Snoop Dogg's in there, a couple guys. In I
1: don't. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm not playing in it. You're not playing in it. Well, but actually, I, I was.
0: Well, uh, two nights were, ago, I, I was playing. Okay, yeah.
1: you were playing in. Okay, he was playing in the game nights go. That's okay. Uh, Bernstein <laughs> can just fucking tell us everything that happens. Yeah. Um, the Heat, Lakers, I fucking lost my track. All right, what I was saying was. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it might be harder to just play with a bunch of screens around me. Yeah. Compared to an actual crowd.
0: You mean distractions. Distractions. Yeah, okay. I think like it would
1: be harder to focus Okay. With a bunch of screens. Because if you ever look, it is constantly changing. The faces are constantly changing. Yeah. I'd rather see a consistency in when I look up, it's the crowd. Not when I look up it's a bunch of changing faces on a screen.
0: You know, I I think players are are so locked in and they've been doing this whole NBA bubble thing for since what? I mean what is it? It's been two months already now, like since August maybe. Um since this is returned. July. Jo- to end of July. July into August. Um I think these players are so locked in that they're kinda just kinda used to it. And I mean it's really panned out for Miami. Eric Spolster, the head coach there, has really done a great job. Um guys like the young rookie and Tower Hero and, and Jimmy Butler have stepped up and I mean they took a game from the Lakers in in the in the finals. I mean they may not win it this year, and I I don't think they will. With uh, the Lakers being up three to one, and tonight being game game five. The Lakers are nice. Um, of course, I mean LeBron and AD man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's literally it's literally oh, the LeBron LeBron James show. Yeah. You remember but, back in the day, when yeah. you used to
1: think of Dwight Howard, and you were like, man, Dwight Howard is a beast.
0: The man. guy's been on every and, team, and yeah, been, now
1: now he's been on every team, and right, he's sucking in the NBA Finals. When you had a yeah. you had a guy what ten years ago that. Every, oh, everybody, everybody in the country had a yeah. fucking Magic's jersey that said Dwyane Howard on it.
0: Mavericks, Magic, any, anything. Magic, like that. I'm
1: sorry, not Mavericks. Oh yeah, yeah. Atlanta Hawks. He was
0: on several teams, and he he was a uh, Rockets. Who's on? Uh, he was he was an All Star back in the day. Yeah. Um, you know, early two thousands. Uh, Times have changed. Times have changed. He uh he's definitely fading. Uh, he's definitely getting older. Um, but I mean, look. My Miami, back to what I was saying, Miami is definitely um they're definitely looking nice going in, in the future. They are a young team. Their yeah. coach has been killing it this year, ex like I said. Um and I but I mean I think this is LA. I you know, there's no I think doubt. This is LA too. And this I is think, LA's year. You know, you gotta do it for Kobe too. Mm-hmm. You know. Rest in peace. You gotta you gotta tribute Kobe. Um All right, the, two four. Yeah. And eight. And eight.
1: Um but, I picked uh, out some oh, – no, Yeah, you yeah.
0: No, no, no. It's all good. I mean, I just um, wanted to say real quick, Well, LeBron yeah. James, this has been his show. You know, he's done this before. He's, he's won three rings now, right? Three. Two in Miami, one in Cleveland. I think he gets his fourth tonight. Tonight, game five. Let's I think see. he gets his fourth ring tonight. You were saying. Go on. Um,
1: so I picked out some top performers for game four two okay. To ago. I picked out a bench player and a starter. Lakers, my really. starter, LeBron James, okay? Yeah. He had an amazing game. Dropped 28 points. Uh, 10 for 12 from the line. Also did a great job on the board. So he brought down 12 rebounds. It's what you expect from LeBron, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, most most rebounds on the team. Yeah. Um, he did it in under, under 40 minutes. On the bench, I couldn't really decide. So I picked two. Okay. Okay? That's Markeith Morris and Kyle Kuzma. Yeah. Okay? And I like the way that both of them are playing. Okay? I really do. Both of them had nine points. Okay? They both contributed on the boards. Markeith Moritz did a good job passing the ball. He had two assists. Okay. And I think that those are two good supporting roles that you can trust to have in when Anthony Davis is out of the game. Yeah. When LeBron is out of the game. You have a player that you can put in. Um, that Definitely. can also that can also put in work. I mean Alex Crusoe can also put in work. Yeah. Um when he has to sub in front for Caldwell Pope or uh, who is it, Danny Green. So
0: Yeah, you you mentioned the depth on this Lakers team and I mean they're just so deep. Yeah. They're just so deep of a the team. Like, I mean, you can off the in. bench, you know, you They know, have four like,
1: guys that they can put in yeah. um, without without question. They also have Jared Dudley, they have JaVale McGee. Right. Two guys that you can also trust to put in. Um you know, both of them have a lot of experience. Yeah,
0: and I mean, tonight when you're up by two games in, in the finals,
1: you could probably trust putting those guys in a little bit more.
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, get them that opportunity to uh, to win their first ring. LeBron has done it. AD has not won a ring, so this would be his his first, first ring, um, or, or NBA Finals uh, ring. But I mean, I just love their chemistry. You know, we've we've seen Anthony Davis now. Um, on the Pelicans, and, and we've seen what he's done with with Boogie Cousins, and everyone thought that would work out because you know two University of Kentucky boys kind of reunited um, playing in, in New Orleans, in New Orleans. Um, but I mean, didn't New didn't work New Orleans, didn't uh, didn't pan out too well as we know. Um, ironically, I think DeMarcus Cousins is on the Lakers now. He just doesn't play or anything like that. I, I don't know what his deal is, but um, you know I just love that that LeBron is, is doing what he does best. Like you said, 25-plus points, 28 points, um, playing majority of the game. And, you know, he really is just the best in, in the game right now at least. And uh, Anthony Davis coming in with the clutch shots. You know, Miami does keep it close. And these two guys, these two all-stars have really been uh, contributing and uh, making sure that they pull out these wins. Last last game, um, it was coming down to the wire a little bit. I mean, it was like four or five points um, mm-hmm. differential. but. Yeah. It, it, being, it was it, it was a six they,
1: point game, I believe. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Lakers
0: won 102-96. Right, and but Miami for a young team um, and a young coach, they kept it close. So I am they really did. impressed with them. I, you know, they did. unfortunately they, they may not take this series and they may not, um, you know, we don't know. But um, they would have to win three in a row, which is gonna be tough against L A. But um, you know, hey, I, I'm impressed with it can their be done. performance. It, it, can, be it done. can be done. It can be done. It has been done. And it has been done. Can and be and done. Very
1: well could still be.
0: It very well could be, but again, my prediction, I think LA takes it tonight. All
1: right. Okay, my top player is game four from the Heat. Let's see it. Jimmy Butler. Okay. Okay. Stud star there too. How team. do you not like him? I love him. Yeah. Um twenty two points. Put him work everywhere in the stat line. Three steals, nine assists. Brought down ten boards i meant man that wears many faces i'm a good mid-range guy and can control the floor um off the bench not a lot going on off the bench for miami kelly Olynyk is probably the guy that's putting in the most yeah i'd say but also none is putting in a lot of work yeah um Kendrick Nunn yeah. can do well.
0: I like Kendrick Nunn a lot because he kind of came out of nowhere, you know. He uh, did. I mean, I and, and, to be honest
1: with you, I didn't really know a lot about Kendrick Nunn until this, this, till, this past season. Yeah, yeah, this past season. Yeah. Um, six points in the other game. He took a lot of shots. He took eleven shots. Mm-hmm. Okay, and he missed a lot of shots. Okay, he only put two in the basket. Right. Um, and those were both three pointers. He also brought down four rebounds, which is good. He put in some work on the board, so. Um, Kendrick Nunn, Jimmy Butler, my impact players for game four. We look into game five tonight, and uh, I say, I do say the Lakers win it tonight. That's just my two cents. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. And I, you know, you mentioned uh, Miami and, and the Heat, and what I like about those two players, you mentioned uh, Olinick and um, Kendrick Nunn. You know Bam Adebayo did suffer from an injury, and he was out um, in one or two of these uh, finals games, and that definitely impacted their um, performance. Because in this playoff uh, run that they've been making, Miami, he's been so productive, he's been so essential to this team, Um, and you know having him out of uh, the rotation when you're you're so used to relying on his that big man presence, Mm -hmm. um, you know it definitely hurts, but. He's back. Uh hopefully maybe they can they can score a win tonight. It's gonna be difficult again, but again, I I think LA uh wraps it all up tonight and, and steals the I win. do wish that yeah. I saw a
1: Goran Dragic in the finals, yeah. this finals. This would be this would be nice. He had a he had a really good year.
0: Is he not? He's He's out. He's out, out okay. Uh, they have gotcha. so
1: he'd have two two players out, two point guards, Dragic and uh and Gabe Vincent. Okay. Both of them are out. Yeah. Nobody's out for the Lakers. See, that, so, that hurts, though. That hurts. That, it the, does hurt. The, it does the hurt. Miami
0: Heat.
1: You, I just want to bring this up. When you're looking at an overall for both teams, you look at how many points they actually score a game. Miami scored 112 points on average. Yeah. LA's only scored 113.4 on average. So, I mean, I don't know what the stats would be if you took Dragic out, what right. the stats would look like. Yeah. But it shows that both teams can score. Definitely, yeah. Both teams can score, and
0: and that's what I mentioned. They keep it close I, every I just, time. I want to yeah.
1: see. I want to see a neck and neck game at the end yeah. tonight. I want. I want to see something that is one hundred and one, one hundred and two. You know, either way. I mean, yeah. I, I'm not a fan of either team. I do like this. I like the way that this series, not necessarily panned out, but I like this matchup and I like how both teams have been playing. Yeah. So, I mean, I want to see this series extended. I'd love to see the Heat come through and win, but I think that LeBron wins his next ring tonight, and I think the Lakers win.
0: I would have to agree with you um, with that. You know, LeBron is just so unstoppable, and and you mentioned again the injuries that Miami has faced. And being the underdog alone is difficult, but now having several injuries – that hit you during the NBA finals it definitely hurts and like i said having that big man presence in Adebayo and having your your everyday point guard uh and Gordon Dragic i mean you can use Tyler Hero a little bit at the guard position um i actually don't hate that uh he's been so productive and you know people talk about uh John Morant and Zion for for the rookie year but honestly Tyler Hero you can consider him in in that uh as a candidate um i don't think he will win it or I I don't think they announced that yet, but, um, I'm not a big, uh, NBA fan myself, but you can't really, um, count him out of the NBA, uh, of the rookie of the year race. At least, um, he definitely can make a an argument for him statistically and just clutch. He, he hits those clutch shots, hero, and he's really carried this team having the veteran and Jimmy Butler, another guard who, uh, has been strong, who came over during the, uh, off season and has fit in so well with this Miami team. Like I said, they may not take this game tonight or this series, but in the next few years, they're a young team, and they, they'll make another NBA Finals appearance, mm-hmm. definitely. So hey, we'll see.
1: Except for the league. But now we go to college hoops, okay? Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. I'm a native Rhode Islander, okay? I know Bernstein's only been here since September 2019. He Well, he, I, I, all right, I, I've been dad, here at heart. His, I've been here his at heart. dad went to school at URI. Right. Okay. I've lived in Rhode Island for 19 years. Okay. My blood has long been keeny blue. But there is one question that is asked in the state of Rhode Island when it comes to college basketball.
0: You quoted David Cox here?
1: Okay. I've been here before David Cox. Oh, yeah. Okay. So this I know is you my have. fucking quote. I know you have. Okay. I, like, I love Coach Cox. This is my quote. Take right the here. wheel. Okay. Take the wheel. Please. I'm hopping in the driver's seat. Okay. The question is, if you cut open your skin, <laughs> does Keeny Blue pour out? Or does black and white? Okay. Are you a Ram or are you a friar? Do you sport a sweatshirt that says URI? Or do you sport one that says Providence College? Okay? Are you a are pretty you University of Rhode Island? Sweatshirt, you know. Are you Providence College? That's the rivalry. First, I that wanna... is the rivalry game in the state of Rhode Island. It's URI versus PC when we I think, talk about I college. I think the rules. real
0: question is, how do you fit Providence College on one sweatshirt? It's,
1: it's been it's done. Like, I've seen yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> been, been fucking here for long. So a long. Usually, lengthy. Lengthy. usually you just see Friars. Yeah, with a nice Friar logo, or you see the Friar says Providence across it. Okay. 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 You see a nice little PC fucking cardigan. They're walking around proud. Look, look, look,
0: look. look. We, we don't really care about PC, right? You no. Know? We, we don't.
1: We care about what goes on in Kingston, Rhode Island. It's true. A little village in South Kingstown. Okay? <laughs> our college basketball team. It's where our heart lays in the Ryan Center. Keeny Blue, man. Keeney Blue. Okay? Frank Keeney, baby. Can you believe he? Frank Keeney basically the guy that started this all. Okay. Oh, yeah. I will say. Basically,
0: um, he, he, has. He, I mean. he has. He has.
1: He um, has. So we look at URI PC. URI PC is one of the – is is the game in Rhode Island when it comes to wintertime. It is the game for college basketball in Rhode Island. I mean, I've watched plenty of URI PC games from, you know, Jimmy Barron, who is probably one of the best shooters ever in A-10 history. Right. And URI history, one of the best players. Him kicking C-right. Wright. right um, they were a one two punch together. You go up to PC, you look at Marshawn Brooks. He was a great player. Um, oh my God, there's, I'm blanking on one more name. <laughs> oh my God. See, I don't even fucking like PC. That's why I'm blanking on one <laughs> name. Um, they had Ray Hall. Um, yeah. They've had a lot of great players. I mean, even right now, David Duke, um, they, it's always a good rivalry. It's a great okay? rivalry. I will Ocean see. State rivalry. It is. It is the, it is the Ocean State rivalry. Um, and I love it.
0: Just, just think about the history. It's one of the oldest rivalries, not yeah, only in just Rhode Island, but in just college, basketball. Sp- college basketball, college sports in general, NCAA history. It is. And um, I mean, this game was what it started in the 1920s, right?
1: I believe so. I'm going oh. right now to check.
0: Yeah, I believe I checked recently. I believe it started in the 1920s, and they did a few uh, exhibition games that I don't know if that counts towards the. Yeah. The standing I know pc does lead the series um Shucking. but in in general this this uh this series has started it's been going even if it's been exhibition or or if it's counted towards the yeah in, in general it's it's been going on since nineteen the 1920s mm-hmm. and you talked about Frank and and what he's built here at URI and the program he's built not only with basketball but in general
1: so this game this it's year. just it's insane. I believe is the one hundred and thirty first, or one hundred and thirty. No, I believe this is the one hundred and thirty first meeting. Wow. Between the teams.
0: Yeah, that's that's crazy.
1: So. I mean that is. That is something. Yeah. Okay, that that's that's a long time. That's a lot of basketball. I mean, basketball wasn't even played, or or, excuse me. PCU wasn't played on campus in Kingston until 2001, okay. 2002, okay. when the Ryan Center was actually built. Every game was played at the Civic Center or the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Yeah. So you guys know, know of it. Um, or at Alumni Hall where they used to play before the dunk. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> it's what everybody looks forward to. I mean, the bottom line is that when you're a Rhode Island basketball fan or a Providence College basketball fan, you look forward to this game every single year. Yeah. And you try your hardest to buy tickets to this game every year. I remember being in high school and, like, buying tickets, like, the day of the game and, like, driving to Providence with my friends. I believe it was like, my – Senior year, sitting, maybe Sitting like senior no, year. Nosebleeds yeah, in the nosebleeds and you yeah. cheer on, you cheer on Providence Bass, You cheer on Providence versus URI. You cheer on URI, man. You do what you got to do, right? Right. And if you're a true fan, you go to the game. If you're not a true fan, you don't go to the game. I mean, are yeah. you, you God outside and you're trying to find a way? I in. mean, even
0: if you're not a, a college basketball or a basketball fan, I mean, I just speaking off of last year and being at the Ryan Center watching this game, easily was one of the best games I've ever been to. I mean, they were there were all works of people. I mean, I, it was. Pre-COVID, stadium was packed. I had not seen. I've been to the Ryan Center a number of times. I've never seen the Ryan Center this crowded for URI jumping, PC. Baby. And, it I mean, jumping. it's going to be missed this year. David Cox, rest of Rhode Island players, were trolling PC this week. Because, you know, apparently they were, they were trying to work it out and schedule it, put it on the calendar. And I know everyone was looking forward to it, even though it was supposed to be away this year for us. It's going to be at the dunk in Providence. But just the fact that it's not being played in general – it's just it's tough, man. It hurts. It really does. It hurts.
1: It, it, it but, hurts me. Okay. Yeah. You were a guy. It hurts me. Um man.
0: You could go to like every Rhode Island game, every PC game. Or you, you don't even have to go to all of them. But if you go to this one game and just it shows win me. or lose it shows your colors. It really just I mean, I've never seen like and maybe it's because I was part of the ruckus. I was part of the student body last year, but being a part of that, I mean, there were, there were some good games last year when we played Alabama, when we played Dayton, I mean, with OB Toppin, and, and they were nationally ranked. But URI PC was easily a little Atlantic 10, uh, what is it, Big East, Big East rivalry. I mean, it was just.
1: Big 10 versus Big E.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it, was, it was nasty. It was, it was one of the best games, honestly. And, I mean, I'm, again, it's not even going to be on my home turf this year, but I'm still going to miss it.
1: Damn right. So, Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, toss around the pigskin for a second. URI football. My boys in that in that locker room. Um,
0: <laughs> well, you're neck of the woods now, yeah? Yep. Yeah. It's always my neck of the woods, baby. <laughs> my
1: Kingston made
0: man. <laughs> mead, mead made.
1: Yep. Mead made, baby. Mead <laughs> made. Um, URI football. Coach Flem announced to us the other day that football will be played in the spring. Um, for the Colonial Athletic Association, a schedule has not been released yet. We are looking at about a six to eight game schedule. We'll start in end of February, I believe. Games will start and we'll carry out, and then I think we'll see a sixteen team playoff. Okay. Um, Twelve or sixteen team playoff. So you
0: mentioned that there's no uh, as of right now, there's no non conference. It's all in the yeah. CAA. We, okay.
1: Uh, as of right now. Six-to-eight-game schedule. You We are looking, I believe, at a full CAA schedule. Okay. But there is obviously a possibility to have a um, non-conference game thrown in there, one or two. Maybe
0: maybe an uh, Ocean State rivalry in Brown? Governor's to, Cup to, I do not believe is happening. Or, okay. The Governor's
1: Cup I do not believe is happening. When Brown plays in the spring, I believe Brown is going to a full Ivy schedule. Ooh. And that is it. Okay. Um, Brown, URI, man, that's the game you look forward to it's, at the beginning of October.
0: It's URI PC of football, now
1: exactly. It's yeah. Governor's Cup, Governor's Cup's been going on a long time. Frank Keeney's is the first coach to ever beat Brown when URI played Brown in football. Um, I believe that was nineteen thirty-six, around then. Yeah, um, he did it with one of his sons on the team. It's just
0: sad to see two, you know, long Rhode Island URI rivalries just, you know, not not taking place this year. It's it's sad to see that. It's
1: Sad to see, but hey. Yeah. makes it just that much sweeter for next year. Definitely. A little bit more of Rhode Island news. One of my former teammates um, and current Houston Texan, Isaiah Coulter, has been activated, was on the IR uh, with some neck problems. Yeah. He's came back, he's now entered his, uh, I guess he, is he, he's fully activated now. He's been activated now, yeah. Um, so he will start to work back in. And uh, you know I hope to see my, my roadie ram brother on the field soon. Great kid. Yeah, um, I loved having him in the locker room last year. I loved having him on the field. Yeah, um,
0: it's gonna practice. it's gonna be nice to see. Uh, even though he's not playing for uh, one of my favorite teams or one of your favorite teams, still in the NFL representing yes. uh, from from URI here in Kingston.
1: Hey, the first player drafted.
0: It's gonna be nice to see since, that
1: since I believe 1986. So
0: who who was the last uh, player to be drafted? The last
1: player to be drafted was an offensive or defensive lineman. I do not remember his name. 1986, you
0: said? I think it was 1986. Okay. My um, my dad was uh here at URI. Yeah. The he, eight, he in the 80s, URI had there a lot were of people good, yeah, on the football team. URI in the nineteen eighties yeah.
1: um, was the team in what was then the Yankee conference for football. Um Tom Earhart, one of the best quarterbacks to ever play Rhode Island. I mean and he only played there for two years. My social studies teacher in middle school, Julie Previtt, who is a URI football and basketball season ticket holder. She You said, had, You said 86? I believe 86.
0: Because there were a few people in 87. I don't know if they were drafted. Maybe there was
1: 87. Bob White, I believe his name is Bob was. White. Bob White um, is one of the last players to be drafted from URI. Yeah. It was Bob Center White. and guard, Bob yep. White.
0: Played with the New York Jets. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, Seventh round, uh, pick. 188th, uh, 189th overall pick. Mm-hmm. Played for uh, New York Jets and Dallas Cowboys. Or was actually drafted by the Jets, played for the Dallas Cowboys. There we go. Straight out of Kingston, but yeah, no.
1: Yeah, I was telling. A quick story. Yeah. Um, my social studies teacher in uh, in middle school, Julie Previtt, had a picture hanging up of Earhart in her locker. Okay, and basically explained to us that he was like the pretty boy of South of <laughs> Kingston, of Kingston. Everybody knew who he was um, and one of the best quarterbacks in in Rhode Island football history, so yeah, it's Tom Earhart. Yeah. So, hey, you. Athletics will be back in the spring.
0: To cap it all off and, you know, to start wrapping this up, you know, it sucks again that we're not going to be seeing these rivalries, but we can't complain because, you know, URI Athletics is back. Mm -hmm. Starting November 25th, Rhodey Basketball is back. Starting February, you know, starting spring, March, end of February, maybe March, right?
1: End of February. It's the first game.
0: End of February. Roadie football's back. So, you know, sports is on the
1: way. Sports is coming. On the way. It's right around the corner. In Kingston, baby. I will point out local high schools have started playing or yep. will start playing this week. Um, shout out to all my SK Rebels taking the field this year. No football going on, but boys and girls soccer and field hockey. Also, cross country started running. So, um, hats off to all of them. Make the old SK alum proud. <laughs> um, you got anything to say about the old boys down in Merrick? Are they playing?
0: <laughs> I, I don't know, honestly.
1: That's how my, true my high school. school is. My high school.
0: If we won maybe three football games, it was a successful season. Oh man. Yeah. What was the best year the for best Merrick
1: High School in your time? For, for
0: Kennedy High School, I actually went to school or in Belmore. To, okay. Belmore, right? Okay. We I can't tell you, I don't really know too much about the history of the football team. I will tell you though.
1: in your, in your four years, In my
0: four years, my sophomore year, I believe they, uh, they made it to one of the conference championships. I don't think they won, but it was, it was nice your homecoming was nice. I will say though, shout out to, to the high school. Didn't think I'd be shouting out my high school on my podcast, but um, our, our volleyball team. Okay. Unbelievable! One Unbelievable. of the be- best in New York State.
1: Whoa!
0: Yeah. So whoa, I, I personally, whoa, I personally was on the uh, Kennedy varsity tennis team. Shout out to them. Um, we did pretty well. 2018 conference champs.
1: Who's um, coach? Who's the coach?
0: Give the give the coaching shout out. Coach was uh, ooh, who was the coach? You know, it, this just goes to show you like how much I don't care. Um, and how much <laughs> how how much uh. How much it was not, it was more of like, tennis is one of those sports that like, you played, you, you trained on your own, you practiced on your own, you went to, uh, you took lessons on your own, you had, you had people that played on your own, and if you were good, you played. The coach for the high school maybe picked up a racket once or twice. It was um Coach Bisque. Lobster Bisque. Lobster he was, a uh, Bisque. Bisque. He was an interesting guy. I uh, don't think he's listening to this podcast, but he coached I'll, wrestling. I'll make sure I email it to him. You know what? Shoot him an email. Tell him, uh, tell him Bernie says hi. Oh, wow. But um, he coached uh, wrestling and soccer as well. He's a big soccer guy. I think they just hired him to coach tennis because whatever. And, you know. But you know what? Volleyball and tennis. Kennedy was we, – we had a few good baseball years as well. Football and basketball could have been better, but volleyball was our, our strong uh, sport. You know, again, we had multiple New York State championships. I like to brag about it, and I wasn't even on the team. But Bragging, uh, baby, yeah, I mean, right now, you know, we're we're both in Rhodey now. We're both uh, we're both wearing the Keeney blue.
1: Both proud Rams.
0: Oh yeah, D- it don't matter where you're Man. from.
1: Oh, are you kidding me, bro? Now, I am
0: forever South Kingstown. Now, now, okay, yeah, you. I'm saying I'm from Long Island. Right, and yeah. now I'm in South
1: Kingston. The town, L.I. boy so. is not true to L.I. Listen, I'm, I'm true to L.I. The I'm true, not true Long Island iced tea comes out on them.
0: Listen, my hometown, I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But you know what? I'm, I'm a New Yorker at heart. I'm a Long Islander at heart. Go Yankees tonight. Big game. Big game. We need this. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what do you think, Mo?
1: Hey, it was fun, Bernie. It was. It was a fun episode.
0: Yep, it was. And uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Tell them, tell them what it is, Baron Master. Instagram, Twitter, Roadie Rumble. You already know. You already know. And we're going to try and get – we're going to try. We're going to try, right? I no guarantee. We're going to try. 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 We're going to uh, try and get a host on. Uh, uh, a guest. Uh, a, guest. A, a guest. A guest. The co-host a will co-host. try to get the guest. My, my boy Mo, he's got connections on the football team. He's got the media connections. We're going to try and get a, uh, a guest on within the next few weeks. Well, that will be over on Zoom and on uh, YouTube. But in the meantime keep listening on Spotify, uh everything else. And uh we'll catch you uh, well, catch you next time, right? Hey,
1: DJ play that shit.
0: <laughs> Peace out.
1: Cash money eighty one oh. a top shot. Let's post it. And from other tribe from the top selling dope to the sun come down. Come down off the map off the map when i hit him with this whole hundred round young jock in the club with my clock you wanna play it? then this bitch going down we ain't hesitating bullies get the blazing i'ma lay them down like